Hello and welcome to The Raptor Show. Uh, I'm your host, Ben Liu. I'm joined by Alex Wong. We're doing a bonus episode of The Banter Pod. Uh, and, and, and for what reason, Alex, as I, as I watch the the mid-off, the Bernie mid-off between uh, the Dallas Mavericks and the Atlanta Hawks, currently the Hawks are up six. Uh, if, if the Hawks lose, the Raptors will be permanently in number eight for at least one day. So how you doing, man? Yeah, that's amazing. You know, a little little under the weather this weekend. You know, had to had to watch Hornets Raptors today. Got to watch Hornets Raptors again on Tuesday. We got mm. we got our head coach trying to trying to quit two weeks before the season. So you know, I'm trying to squeeze in a banter pod in between. I guess. Yeah, this won't uh-huh. this won't be the full version because uh, I got to watch Succession in about an hour and a half. But also. Because, you know, we, I think we just wanted to hop on because we had our live event this week with Bobby Webster. And for everyone except for the 200 plus people that were there, people have had questions, I think, wanted to know. Mm. And, and we wanted to do a recap as well. So hopefully do a quick recap and then we'll do a proper banter pod in a couple weeks. Um, I, I think, you know, our time is going to free up a little bit once once the Raptors don't make it out of the play-in. So we should be good. Wow. I mean, we can make it out of the play-in, man. I'm watching yeah. both these teams and I'm like, they're both mid. Listen, man, the Raps, if the Raps make it to the 7-8, and I guess they're in the 8 right now, like, I would trust them to win one out of two. But if they're in the 9-10, do you really yeah. trust them to win two in a row? And you have to win the first one. Like, do you really trust them to win that first one even? It'd be tough because one of them's guaranteed to be on the road as well. Mm-hmm. No, we need we need that eight, which is again why I'm so like every time I watch the Hawks, I'm just pissed because I remember that stupid game winner we gave them. <laughs> nah, but there no, nah, there's been so many of those, but I don't know, man. Yeah. Like the vibes, the vibes are terrible going into the play-in. Like I'm, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Like even before Nick did this quiet quitting thing. No, but I guess we're gonna talk. No, about this that. is loud quitting, man. What? Yeah, we're gonna what talk. We're gonna talk here, about bro. that on the proper show. But I guess it's hard to like yeah. not talk about it. Like that's been the just like the dominant storyline. Like this weekend, this guy just comes right out before the Philly game, and yeah. just you know blows it all up. It's all good. I, I mean. I've already, I've, this thing bothers me because I'm just like, yo, at a minimum, like, I just expect, like, people to respect the Raptors, like, people who work for the Raptors, in, in his own words, like, a guy who worked 10 years with the Raptors, like, and I'm not saying he disrespected the Raptors necessarily, but, at this, you know, b- because he did couch his statements in a way that, um, you know, aren't just like, hey, I want to leave, but at the same time, like, the, the, to open it up and just to, like, spill it out especially with another year left on his deal like it's not like he's going into expiring free agency or anything like that also like i don't quite frankly i don't care about coaching free agency man i just kind of expect you to be here an adult in the room sign a contract if you want to work here or leave if you want to work here but there's just got to be a whole standard to the thing so for him to just pop out with it i mean whatever like it feels fast approaching like i mean the first time i heard anything about nick potentially leaving was like two weeks ago and i've been sort of trying to ask people like you know, you know is this real and and at that time i heard about houston but i was like i'm not gonna go and report this i don't want to be aggregated all this other stuff like but i was thinking more about like okay uh why is it happening is it actually gonna happen so i've been trying to talk to people about it and then of course like not, not to say that he came out and just said like yeah i'm, I'm dipping but he just he could have said nothing he could have it was so easy for him to say nothing or deflect or lie which by the way he just did today to Lindsay. <laughs> Well, that's the part I don't appreciate too. It's like the Friday stuff at best, you're like negotiating publicly, like sure, t- yeah. saying that you want to, you know, spend the time and like 10 years has been a lot with the organization, which at best I don't appreciate. Cause like, 
you know, you, you you supposedly have a close relationship with with the front office, and it's like a week before the play in, and you're trying to salvage whatever is left of this season. Like that mm-hmm. stuff could have just been said at the end of the year. Like I, I don't understand what the difference is between saying that last Friday than saying it at your season ending presser. And yeah, or I you really can say didn't... it in private, or you can just yes. put it through sources. Exactly. There's so many ways for people to get their business done, man. But I don't know. Like, has Nick really struck you as like a, a person with strong people skills? To be honest, that, like that's the one at, thing you, you know you do. Yeah, that's the one thing you, you hear universally is just like, I mean, I think Thorpe described it like you know he's just a weird dude, which is like obviously that's not incriminating. It doesn't make him a bad coach either. I think you know tactically he is a very good coach, and and there's nothing really to be denied about that. But that's why I was saying on the show last week. Where I was just sort of like, look, you, you're, you're, there's two types of coaches, right? There's the one type that like really brings in new ideas all the time. And you're just like constantly the smartest guy in the room. And to be honest, Nick probably is one of the top five smartest coaches in the league. But like the other aspect is the people person aspect, right? And it's like, whether it's like, I mean, dealing with media is just one thing. I mean, obviously, we've seen really great coaches be grouchy with media. By the way, Trey Young just threw a lob um, to Quinn no, Capella for a nobody, lead. Nobody's here for this Dallas-Atlanta update, man. What's Bro, going I, on? I, I hate watching Dallas. I don't think I've seen them win a game like <laughs> in the last two months. I Actually, no, that's not true. I, I did watch them, um, the game winner, the Kleber game winner over uh, AD. But like, <laughs> other than that, they just lose every game. Like I watched the game against the Heat, too, and I'm because I'm secretly like, Ooh, maybe Dallas. Oh, I, yo, I, I watched that games. game. I watched that game too, man. Generational from Cody Zeller, man. Bro, Cody Zeller and Kevin Love were just cooking these guys, <laughs> man. I'm like, yo, oh, how man. could you be this bad? But yeah, I mean, that, my point is, is like, yeah, I mean, the people skills thing. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I remember like <laughs> taking people behind the scenes because I'm trying to. We got we got to meet before the show tomorrow to discuss how much we actually want to say. <laughs> well, I guess this is a prep run because we're just gonna say the same stuff tomorrow. Some of it. Yeah. Well, I got, I got a morning eight thirty hit too, by the way. So, oh god. Sh- shouts to Ailish and uh, and Cuthbert. You you know, hopefully yeah, you're shows, not listening. Shouts to right Danelli. Yeah. Oh yeah, Danielli hit me this morning. He was like, he's always so nice to producers. You know, mm. I don't know if this is the same approach you take. But he, he's all like, hey, Will, hope you're having a fantastic Sunday. You know, the weather's beautiful. You know, we just heard all this Nick Nurse news. So would you be kind enough to join, you know, Justin and and, and Ailish on the morning show at 8.30 p.m.? Looking forward to seeing, hearing from you, man. Thank you. I don't know if you do the same thing, but uh, it's I always only, like a very nice text. I only do that to Coach Thorpe because uh... – Got you. He's, he's really mean to me, by the way. Hey, Thorpe, Coach Thorpe is good for Tuesday, so maybe mm. you can talk about Nick Nurse weirdo stuff with him. Yeah, so so my last yeah. two messages, I'm pulling these up. Hey, Coach, Will wanted to see if you're available this coming Tuesday. Traveling next week. Sorry. All good. Safe travels. And then the exact same <laughs> message back to him on Friday. Hey, Coach, Will wanted me to see if you were free Tuesday for two. Okay. <laughs> No, the, the funniest it. thing is like us calling him coach. Like he has never coached us, man. <laughs> yeah, you know what? Calling a calling a dude coach is honestly is just a sign of respect. You know, like that's that's a, that's a high form of respect, man. Like uh, no, especially, absolutely, especially is, for man. David Thorpe. Like no disrespect to David Thorpe. You know, he invented uh, player training in the nineties. Well, he actually like, did though. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, this man really an inventor, man. He Alexander Graham Bell, or actually the other one, Alexander Graham Rogers. Um, oh wow. But yeah, no, shouts to Thorpe. No, uh, yeah, usually I'm pretty nice to the, I guess with Grange, I'm just like, yo, Grange, you free tomorrow? And yeah, exactly just, what I figured. Because yeah. we, we've even done bookings where we're just like in the booth and then you just turn and tap V and you're like, yo, you free tomorrow? 
Yeah, and like, he's like, no, man, I'm going to Cabo for seven days, which is where he is uh, right now. Yeah. Oh, yeah, no, I've seen it. Now that I'm on, now I'm an Instagram user. I know enough about everyone's <laughs> oh, lives. Yeah, that's right. I'm... No, usually Danielli and these other guys are um, the other yeah. producers. I guess they're a lot more personable. No, it's um, good. It, it makes me way. feel bad for turning them down. Also, like 830 for the morning show is like the ultimate sign of respect. Because, like, that show only oh, goes oh, till 9. Right. And it goes 6 till 9. And I've already told them that. I'm like, look, listen, it's not anything against you. But, you know, my lifestyle is such that I can really never, ever do anything earlier than 8. No, so, for him, think, they, no, they give I think, me the prime I, slot, man. That's, 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 that's respect. No, I think, too. I think they understand, too. And it's like, it's okay to say no. Like, you know, I, I think I do those hits maybe once a month. Okay, that's exaggerating. Maybe like that's once a month. Bro. Yeah, I, I should be doing better than that. I've been using mental health lately, too, as an excuse. Bro, you're a producer, man. <laughs> yeah, so anyways. Yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah. I'll, anyway, my point is, I'll, I'll be on there tomorrow morning, about? too. How, oh, yeah, yeah how, we, oh, we just right, got right. we to got, we discuss pre-show, like, how much, like, we can really say. Because like, the thing is, like, I mean, I don't know. Like, what is what? the typical, like, journalist, like, standard, right? You got to verify, like, with two different sources, or you got to get it from uh, both ends. So well, like, I, don't again, about, I don't know about, about your sourcing. I'm just here to give my opinion, man. You, oh, you, gotcha, you're the gotcha. one with the sourcing. Yeah. It, it, no, no, that's not true. You know that's not true. You know that's not what? true. You, you know what, you and I IG both... What, screenshot? No, 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 no. no. <laughs> oh. you're, you're, well, first off, that, that, that that's different. Okay. Um, that's something I just take with a grain of salt if I'm getting, like... If yeah, for sure. Because remember, like that sure, stuff. Sure. People were messaging so much stuff during the Kawhi stuff, like during free oh. during his free agency week. Like it was ridiculous. My <laughs> sister was sourcing. My sister oh. was sourcing. Yeah. Yeah. No. I mean, you know, shouts to your sister <laughs> who yeah. listens to this pod. So she does. She sister. says she always just laughs because she has no idea what's going on. Well, she knows this one at least. No, but I mean, I remember back in the Kawhi watch days, someone messaged me like it was mm. like because um, I think Kawhi signed like July sixth or something like mm. that. And someone messaged me on, like, July 4th. Um, and at this point, it was, like, pretty heavily leading away from Toronto, I have to say. By the way, the Hawks are up 91 to 76. <laughs> Yo, I'm so Jason Kidd is taking another timeout. He's not going to drop anything. I-, I wonder if he's going to go ISO Kyrie or ISO Aluka after this play. Um, but, yeah, the Raptors will not be an eighth despite this game. Um, but, yeah, I remember someone messaged me, and it was, like, July 4th. And they are like, yo... I don't know if this is a good sign, but I just saw Kawhi on, on, on or not Kawhi, I just saw Masai uh, taking this flight out to like, I feel what he's saying, it's like Turkey? It's like, yeah, I'm on like a flight from like some city. Oh, to yeah, Turkey. he was going to scout or something, right? Or he was scouting <laughs> or something like that. And I'm like, oh, that's that's not ideal, you know, if, uh, if the free agency sweep things are still going on. So no, that's that, that, that really corrupted my hopes of uh, Kawhi returning. Mm. Um, but yeah, no, we got to we got to discuss because like, yeah, there there are some other things, but I think to the the bigger point is just like, you know, I remember even early in the season, for example, right? We were um, we had our one interview with Nick, and this is back when you know, obviously, I was being a Nick stand, and, and you were saying I test nasty. This guy might not necessarily you know last through the season or anything like that, which at that time sounded ridiculous. But for me, I was just like, we we had the interview with Nick lined up. This was like and, before they played any games. Like this yeah, was yeah, like yeah, yeah. end of preseason type. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Um, and I was just trying to make small talk. I'm just being like, yo, like, um, you know, I saw you got Neo lined up for your show, which, by the way, has been like, <laughs> yeah, the, the I can't wait point. how many times we brought this up. No, man. but that still hasn't been topped. Like, it literally has not been topped. No, this it really hasn't been topped. And man. if Nick leaves, that's like, I don't know. We might, we might got to catch a flight to catch the NN Foundation event in Houston. 
because I feel like he's going to have yeah. some heavy hitters there if he's there. Oh, yeah, yeah. This guy's going to bring up Chameleon. He's going fr- to bring up Meg the Stallion, man. He's gonna, <laughs> like, nah, he's going to have Paul Wall, man. <laughs> yo, it's going to be on another level. He's going he gonna to have John Wall and Paul Wall, man. That's what he needs. <laughs> oh, man. Oh. oh. Yeah, so, so you're but, interviewing him. You're, you're chilling. Yeah. And then he was just like, first off, he was in a grouchy mood. I don't know why. Maybe he just doesn't like me. To be honest, that'd be, fi- that'd be fair. Although at that time, we've just been doing nothing but praising him for the most part. Um, and he was just in a grouchy mood and he's like, yo man, do me a favor. All right. Don't ask me about the music stuff. Don't ask me about any stuff off the court. Right. And I was just Mm. like, oh, okay. Why? And then whatever. I found out the reason later why, and maybe I won't expose that part of it, but I think there was, I don't know. He seemed like he was already under pressure at that point. And like, I think Nick has always been very forward with like, um, all the off court stuff that he does. Right. Like this guy's like, you know, he's in. Um, he's giving, he's doing basketball camps in Hungary and then he's at rock concerts and, you know, then he's acting, then he's in another, you know, acting thing. He's in a commercial. And to me, I I have no issues with that. I actually think it's cool that he's like well-rounded and he's got time to do all this. Um, but I think for him, like you could already see that, like, there was like this pressure to almost downplay that. And I think that became crystallized when, um, you know, he, he played a cop in some, in some Canadian drama or whatever. Yo, Do you remember this? Guy, this? Yeah, I, well, I've seen you post the memes about it. I don't know what's wrong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This, this guy, this guy thinks he's the new Jackie Chan, man. <laughs> Yo, legit. <laughs> this guy was like, so he filmed some like CTV show or yeah, or Murdoch, CBC Murdoch show. Is, no, no, it wasn't Murdoch. Oh, no, this no, it was another one. Okay, it was like oh, pretty hard, pretty hard cases. I'm looking it up right now. Yeah, it's yeah, pretty yeah, hard yeah. Cases. yeah. Right. So like the teaser for that episode came out, and so like I think it was pregame or postgame. Um. Adam Lascaris from the Daily Hive asked him, like, hey, Nick, like, you know, we saw this come out. And it's like, you know, how was your time on the set for for shooting this? Right. Pretty standard question. And he was just like downplay. He's like, oh, well, you know, I mean, I didn't take much time on that. I was like, maybe an hour there at, at most. Anyway, I'm, I'm focused on the season. And it was just like, I don't know. This is like this pattern. I feel like of the whole season where I feel like he's under pressure for some from some reason or, or another. And. You know, I, again, there's there's more sort of like stuff that, again, you and I have to meet about and, and try to discuss like how much we can actually put out there. But like, th- I think the image or the, the the part about like seeing him, you know, his 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 persona maybe throughout the season, he just just he just feels stressed, man. So I don't know. I mean, if that has anything to do with anything, but it's there's a long pattern of this, I think, throughout the season. There's, there's a couple of things that really point in this direction. And also, you know, like, stop, more than anything else, man, stop giving Lindsay sass. Like, I'm sorry, but like... I, no, I, I don't, I, I honestly, I'm glad you brought that up. I honestly don't like that. I think, listen, part of it, I think we're going to look at it a particular way because we know Lindsay and like, we've talked to Lindsay and like, and we know how like Nick has treated like certain media members in like particular ways when he's like been annoyed and all this stuff. But I mean, this is like, I think this is like twice now, like recently, right? So, so mm-hmm. today in, in Charlotte, when, when Lindsay was just trying to ask a follow-up question uh, to, to what Nick said on Friday. And then there was another one when, when Nick got annoyed because Lindsay was asking about like Pascal playing however many minutes in a blowout against Detroit. And like mm-hmm. Nick seemed yeah. like perturbed by that too. Yeah, no, I'm not, I'm glad you brought that up. Like I'm, that's, that stuff's not cool either, man. And here's the thing, like, I, I would get it if it's like, one of us in the media was like, going at Nick all the time. Or like, mm. one of us wrote like some column that's like, it's time why it's, it's time for the Raptors to fire Nick Nurse, or this is how Nick Nurse is falling short. Or even if you even if Nick got upset at Doug Smith putting out the report locally that you know Nick wants to go to Houston or whatever or plans to go to Houston. 
Um, I understand if he would then respond and, and be, you know, grouchy towards that person. When has Lindsay ever put out that kind of report about somebody? Do you know what I mean? Like Lindsay covers. And, well, and here's the thing. And there's, there's the media core, but <clears throat> how many people truly put in the effort to go to some of the other events? Like, yes, everybody's there generally speaking at practices or pregame or postgame or, you know, like stuff that's like, directly related to raptors right but how many people are there for charity foundation openings and how many people are there in the middle of summertime to go to these like you know charity giveaways and all these other yeah, stuff? hospital There's, visits during the season they're like they're begging for, here's the thing pr will beg you for press for, in, in some of these cases mm-hmm, right mm-hmm. and uh, you know what to be honest as reporters we probably got to do a better job of making ourselves more available for the off-course stuff as well because I do feel like it's a per- people business thing and it's a reciprocity thing. Nobody in this entire business goes to more of those events than Lindsay Dunn with City News, puts the coverage first and foremost. And again, there is no like critical element of what she's doing. So for Nick to be showing specifically that kind of stuff at Lindsay, I'm just like, like of all people, really? Really? Like, if I asked a question to Nick and he brushed me off, I would get it. Honestly, I'd be like, look, you know, probably, I, I probably find it a little petty, but I get it. Be like, yo, Will's been shitting on me, right? Yeah, or he's like, like yo, he's like, he's like, yo, you that mofo who put on my hat and then put put the DC oh. <laughs> sticky tab on my NN hat yeah, exactly, last season? Right? Yeah, exactly. Like, go ahead, right? Go ahead. Go at, go at Doug Smith for putting out that report, right? Um, But like, why, Lindsay? Of all no, but they, no. Here's and, a, here's and a, what here's does she a do that problem. was out of line? What does she no, do no, no, that no. was out of line? It's not even that. Here's the problem. It's not how you bigger, treat people, man. No, the bigger problem is like it speaks to who gets to ask those questions. Like Doug would get to ask that question, um, and even our boy Grange would get to ask that question. But in Nick's mm-hmm. mind, Lindsay doesn't get to ask that question, and that's like the divide too. When like you have these coach media relationships, right? It's like certain people get to write the story. Certain people get to ask Nick these questions, and in Nick's mind, he like Lindsay is not part of that group that gets to ask that question. And that's why he gets to be annoyed at it, which is just a bigger problem. And I, th- I think the other thing too, is just like, it's just such an ego thing too, for, for, for Nick to, to think that he can say what he said on, on Friday. And then for a local media <laughs> member to follow up on it on Sunday and be like, I'm not talking about it anymore. Like Yo. what? Like, you know what I mean? Then, then just, why didn't you just not do Friday then? Like if you didn't do Friday, then you didn't have to do Sunday. Like straight no, the up. Wildest, the wildest part is nobody here. I, and I went through this on the react pod, but like nobody here, the timeline of this was Sunday. There was a report from out of market about Nick, about a potential coaching change in Toronto. More so that email Udoka was coming. Not that necessarily Nick was leaving. This, this, is, the heavy, this he is the comes, heavy, this is the heavy.com, right? I just want you to say heavy.com. So please acknowledge heavy.com. Yo, yeah. I need Steve Bulpit to be at the NBA finals, like Mark Schwartz <laughs> and be like, Hey, Steve Bulpit, heavy.com. Like <laughs> heavy.com is just wild, man. Why no, is it named that? No, it's like the dude from uh, uh black. Is it black sports online? BSO. Who's always yeah, yeah, at the yeah, finals. Yeah, yeah, he was yeah. going at Bron- for eight straight finals man no man (laughs) him and damar both um and you know like so there was um yeah so heavy drops that that that, that was that (laughs) not relax man oh my goodness (laughs) that that was sunday night all right monday the raptors had practice nobody asked here locally to Mm -hmm. nick nurse on camera to comment on that right right tuesday there was two availabilities pre-game post-game after the heat game nobody asked nick about that 
Um, Wednesday, the Raptors didn't have practice, which I thought was strange because the Raptors typically practice whenever possible and it wasn't coming off a back-to-back, but okay, fine. Nobody talked on Wednesday. Thursday, the Raptors had practice. I was there at that practice. Nobody asked Nick about the reports. Thursday afternoon, I believe, that's when Doug Smith put it out locally that Nick will potentially go to Houston. So at that point, Friday would be the next available time to ask him about it. And if you listen to the press conference, and, I, for, and I've described this a few times, but you know, post-game press conferences, practice press conferences, you see them posted. But for whatever reason, shoot-around and pre-game, they're not posted anywhere, which is unusual, except for the fact that I do have access to like the Sportsnet like, back-end video archive where we have all the footage. So I can, even if I don't go, obviously I don't go on the road, so I can't be there for pre-game, so I wouldn't know necessarily what happens. I could still watch the video of that. So after Nick made his comment, I went back and was like, okay, let me see the press conference, right? Did someone ask him outright, like, hey, what are, you know, what's your thoughts on these rumors going on, right? And like, what's your comment on on your future in the Toronto? If someone asked him directly about that question and put him on the spot, then I would completely understand, well, not completely understand, but I would at least better understand him coming out and saying what he did. Because you know what? Like, that's what it is. The first question was from our guy, Keith Pompey. Okay, <laughs> your goat. Mm, um mm. And he was just like, you know, Nick, um, this season's, you know, it's, it's better been up and down for you guys. You know, you guys have the trade deadline. There's a lot of uncertainty. Um, and, and now you guys are trying to make this push at the end of the year here. So you're kind of like, where's your head at? Right. Mm-hmm. Again, that's not that's not. Hey, there's this report about your future. Can you comment? It's not a direct this? question about those rumors. It wasn't a question about those rumors at all. It yeah. was a question yeah. about the general up and down nature of the Raptors and the uncertainty so Nick, around the so roster. So Nick clearly, based on his response, had whatever you want to call it, an agenda to say what he wanted to say. Exactly. So the first part, his response was, and we'll play this on the show tomorrow, so people yeah, can really yeah, get I got the you, context. I got you. We're going to break this thing down like there's a Pruder film, man. No one's going to want to hear Raptors Hornets takeaways, um, but. You, ha- you had him responding to that part and saying, well, the roster, he's like, well, you know, there's trade dead rumors and like a lot of them involved the team and all that stuff. And then so he mentioned the, the roster part. And then he's like, oh, I, and, you, and you asked where's my head at? And then he went into his answer. And I think the context mm-hmm. here is very important because, again, nobody asked him that directly. And then that question, that thing was brought up by himself. So I think it's more than fair that the next availability, because the Raptors didn't do anything Saturday, the next availability pregame someone asks him about it especially someone in a local market because again not the entire reporting core goes on the road with the team but Lindsay just so happened to have already planned to go down to charlotte she asked a question about nick's comments which are i think more than fair to ask about i think that's what everyone's questioning in terms of just like what do you want to hear from nick just sort of expand on that kind of comment and then he's snippy and he talks about how like this is this is not what i want right now <laughs> yo if that's what you wanted then why did you do that on friday man i get it if you didn't I get if he didn't make those comments on Friday and mm-hmm. he's just being asked about Doug Smith's report or mm-hmm. heavy.com's report. I'm just trying to give heavy.com as much plug <laughs> yo, as possible. Shout to heavy.com, man. Yo, Let me see what else is on heavy.com. Everybody bookmark heavy.com. Um, make, that, but, make that your new homepage, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Next time there's an outage, the first page I'm going to is heavy.com slash sports. Um, but if he was just simply asked about those, then I get why he would want it to shut it yeah, down. Yeah. But he clearly yeah. wanted to have the conversation on Friday. And I can't believe you're making me do a test run of tomorrow's show on this ah, pod. Fine. I'm going to have to listen to you again tomorrow about this. 
<laughs> Except there's going to be oh. a clip. That's so wild, man. No, but I don't want Nick expect him, man. You want to ask, like, what, what did you, what did he expect people to ask him today? Like, you know, how are you going to defend Bryce McGowan's at the point of attack? Like, <laughs> like, like, seriously, what did you expect, man? Like, what did you want? Once I saw Bryce McGowan's today, I knew I was in for a treat, man. What a terrible game. God Yo, damn. this whole this whole roster is who we play for, man. Yo. Holy. All right. Well, by the way, the Mavs have made a comeback. They've cut it to 94-91. Right, <laughs> to the, people, the fourth quarter. Okay, so clearly people will know the final score by the time they listen to this. Even uh, if they're a fiend that pulls it straight off the feed. Even JR is <laughs> going to know the final score by the time he gets the file. Man. Uh, uh, inspire substitution by uh, Jason Kidd to put in JaVale McGee. Okay, I'm not going to lie, though. I kind of care about this. How much time is left? This is the start of the, it's going into the fourth quarter. Okay, the, the, okay, the Hawks okay. are up three. Keep me posted. Keep me posted. Um, They're going to lose. You know that, though. They're going to lose. But keep me posted. Um, this yeah. is actually big, man, because, yeah, we need this and then beat Charlotte and then maybe we actually get the eighth seed. Yeah, That's the see, only way to make know. the playoffs right now, man. That's oh, what man. Nick should be talking about, man. <laughs> Instead, Nick. Do I mean, honestly, Bro, do you really like- want them to get out of the play in? Like, I know you're going to say yes. Yes, man. Because you just want as many games as possible. But, like, this team yeah. is ready to pack it up and just leave, man. There's nothing Bro. about this team that wants to be together any longer than they have to be. The like, funny, straight the, up. And I think this Nick thing is, like, the funniest part about it, man. Like, <laughs> no, but it's true. Like, this man said we were hard out, and then, then he goes and does all this stuff. Like, this man ready to go, too. Like, Yo, he really moving like Pac, man. No, I, but- do you think you already, do you think he has a contract? Because this is how you would move if you were already knew what no. your next move was. Yo, at this point, would you, yeah, I know you're right though. Wouldn't you? Wouldn't you? Would you be shocked? I'd be shocked at this point if he came back. Like, I don't know. Maybe I'm just uh, overreacting, but like, just well, I, just, you know just from I, opinion. I think him having another year on his deal, I think, might be valuable in this case. Like, can can we can we do like a trade with a coach? Like, can we get compensation back from Houston? Oh man, um, who do you even want? From was like, man? We're gonna get Kevin like, Junior, man. Like, uh, I mean, you know, it's, yes. I mean, what's the deal with him? Did, was he the one with there was like guns found on him or something? Um, I don't, I don't know, know but I, I just heard he's not he's not the best. Um, he's not the oh, best. This, this guy got more truly. sources. Um, uh, arrested yeah, on I a gun know. charge after traffic oh, okay. stop. I just uh, think he's Kevin not. Porter he's Jr. not best, was arrested. I mean, that yeah. stuff too. But he's not just. He's not serious about basketball, man. I oh, okay. That's about it. I think he's just well, not a serious guy. Well, I can't wait for Nick Nurse to be on that team, man. He's gonna, he's gonna put no, the whole but, team in the nursery. <laughs> people people freaking out about him going to Houston. Like, I mean, they're gonna get a high lottery pick. Like, they might get Wembayama. Like, I'm sure that's mm. part of the appeal too. Like, sure. Yeah. 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 Of course. So like like it's gonna be a rebuilding situation, but like. All that stuff about them wanting to to bring back James Harden and stuff, you know, if he goes there, I'm sure they're like they got plans to like actually sign people and like be a good team. Well, like, remember sure when Michael Pino? Well, Michael Pino also mm-hmm. just brought up like a, about a month back on our show mm-hmm. that like you know like Fred is also linked there too. So <laughs> it's gonna be so funny seeing Fred and Nick there, man. Oh, <laughs> they're, gonna, they're gonna pose at Tillman Fertitta's steakhouse at the presser, man. <laughs> That's gonna be crazy. <laughs> Oh, oh man, no! Nah, they're gonna pay Nick in coupons to Morton's. <laughs> I wonder. I wonder if they would make Nick like the highest paid coach or something like that. What has he done to deserve that? No offense, uh, but like you know, no, 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 I'm not. I'm not saying he hasn't done desperate. a lot. Houston's kind of desperate though. Like this would be the the thing is like as much as ha- as much haters we're giving Nick right now. Like the minute that those rumors came out from like Heavy.com or from Doug at the Star, like 
every other fan base was like, yeah, we want Nick. Like Nick's a pretty coveted guy. No, no, absolutely. No, listen, I I think yeah, I think there's even a, a scenario where like I think if actually I don't know if the scenario is great here, but like I mean I, I I do think that yeah, tactically he is very advanced. Like I'm watching the Mavs right now; they're running like ISOs for like it's just ISO after ISO, and then defensively they're running a Christian Wood, Javale McGee front court with like <laughs> no. no actual defense. And they can't stop uh, Onyaka Okamu cutting to the basket for a two-handed dunk. Like, stuff like that. It's like, yeah, I'm sure Nick could do a lot better job with a lot of these teams. But again, like, that's where I think for for coaches, like, if you're going to have longevity, I think you need one of those two key skills. Like, you're always the smartest guy in the room. Or, like, where you're actually the smartest guy in the room. Or you're, like, the guy that everyone, like, loves and respects. And that's the thing. Like, coaching, like, you know, people cycle through it. Like, you know, we've seen... In, enough coaching changes you know even in this game for example like you know I, there was a coaching change with the hawks right like this season <laughs> no the or references like, from this game is insane to me man by the way christian would have <laughs> cut the lead down to one if he makes the second free throw Holy here with the 11 and 12 um and then oh god I, I, even in the premier league for example like there's been 13 managers changed yeah so my guy from season. chelsea out of, chelsea 20, got out of axed. 20 my guy from chelsea got axed today yeah man. and they yeah. just they just poached them this year yeah Bro, that's so the, like my, my guy that's Graham the nature Potter, of coaching especially yeah, a grand potter you know yeah. mm. that's a tough one no um that's a tough yeah one, i'm looking yeah. i'm looking at tillman fertita's portfolio so he owns he owns the golden nugget hotel and casino Bro, owns... why does he, the casino even sounds like food man that sounds like a restaurant <laughs> yeah he's at 10 piece golden nuggets he's got morton's that's a really good steakhouse um right rainforest cafe Bubba Wait, he Gump. owns Rainforest Cafe? Yeah, 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 yeah. He's got a bunch of these restaurants that I've never heard of, that, but I'm sure are, like, really popular. So, okay. yeah. That's that's amazing. Here's the thing. I, I thought um, – I'm pre- the Rainforest Cafe is, like, the first time I remember going to a restaurant. Mm, like, oh, like My here, fr- like North America. Too. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, of course. There's no Rainforest yeah, Cafe yeah. in Tianjin, but, like yeah, – yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. I, I just didn't know if you were, like, locked up in Tianjin, <laughs> This guy never been to a restaurant proper. <laughs> no, no, I, I just like no, because it's like no, the age. Ju- judging one, by the one photo like... I've seen from you in Tianjin, you know, you never know, you know. Oh, that that was yeah, that was different. That was when I lived on the farm in uh, Zhejiang. Yeah, this is all for Jeremy, man. The, the mainlander is loving this part. This guy was Rip Hamilton, man. Holy, <laughs> oh, that's uh, tough. No, but like the Rainforest, yeah, Ca- yeah, Rainforest Cafe. Yeah, you were saying. Yo, in um, it, I think it's closed now, but it used to be in Yorkdale. Dude, yeah, yeah, there was, was like, a, yeah, yeah, there was a really big yeah. one, and it's and it, like you're literally in a rainforest. Like the decor was on another level. Yeah, I think that's why um, I remember it so vividly because like mm-hmm. um, I, my friend of mine had like a birthday party there or something. Mm. So my parents drove me to, to to Yorkdale, and then I went to the rainforest cafe. I think yeah, the I think drinks like a, also had like spirals and stuff like that. Like the straw was a spiral. I don't know. It's like it's like a white I think it's closed man- now. Though. It's like a white people Mandarin buffet or something. Um, Landry's oh, I, Landry's right. seafood is a, is the other big one, I guess. That okay. that um that Tillman Fertitta owns, but what was I gonna mm. say? Oh yeah, I think it like you were saying though, it can be like two things. Both of these things could be true. Like Nick could be a really great coach, and he also could not be the right coach for this team next season, or for or the future. could not, or could just not be the right like coach for this specific time. Like, yes, I think like I think both things because I don't I don't like when people are like, oh well, you know, if if you let Nick go, like you know, you're never gonna find a coach as good as Nick. Like that's just simply not true. Like yeah, to me, no, that's on, just man. simply not true. Yeah. Like, and I think it's good for the for people to look at the organization in a way that's a little bit more normalized too. Because I think coming off the championship, 
and like we play a part in this too. Like we hyped up so much of this, like front office, head coach, or the organization and all this stuff. And this is just a normal course of business for a head coach to have run his course here. Like he's been here a while, man. He's been here 10 years. It's a good time to reevaluate. Oh, yeah. I love how he's just conveniently <laughs> tacked on all his assistant coaching years when it came time to reevaluate. That's actually the biggest red flag to me that he's gone, man. Because, like, Yo. this man is going to start reevaluating from 2013. Okay, buddy. Holy uh, oh, man. This guy was like, yeah, man, it's, it's been a minute since I was riding my bike from Liberty Village to to, to Scotiabank Arena. And now it, and then, I, you know, I was on that like blue pickup truck on the championship final after the parade. Like, oh, man. my God. No, it was wild, man. But yeah, I, I just know. can't believe he had, the, he had the he had the audacity to come out with it. And then and then and then the audacity to try to be slick the day after. Yeah. No, honestly, though, it's kind of jokes like a week before the play in. Not that the play in was like this huge deal. Like this is this is all anyone's going to want to talk about. Like we're going to probably have to talk about this every day this week. Yeah, but I'm talking. I'm planning to talk about it twice tomorrow, man. No, it's gonna be great, man. Yeah. All right. Um, this is this is nice. We we soft launched our own version of uh, of of Knicks. Uh, yeah. What are we doing, man? Yeah, I don't know, man. Um. Anyway, just love the Raptors too much. Yeah. Um. Bro, what, what are we am here I for? Watching here, bro. Oh yeah, we were Yo, here I... to. What was up, man? This is another no, Mavs update. No, the Mavs are just so ass. Like. <laughs> No, if this if this banter part is one hour, I'll be happy, man. Um, okay, yeah, yeah. Anyway, Bobby Webster live show, yeah. Speaking yeah, so, of uh, lionizing people who, um, you know, are just regular humans. Yeah, yeah. So for yeah. for sorry to disappoint people, we did not we did not throw tomatoes at Bobby. Um, Why did people want you know, us to do we, that? We did bro? not have him arrested for for not trading half the roster at the trade deadline. <laughs> I'm not even trying to make fun of people who say that, but like. <laughs> There's just like, a huge difference between the way people operate online and how like things are done in real life. <laughs> and that divide you know, honestly does crack me up. That is one of the bigger developments of like my life is just like I was an mm. online person and now I'm like having to be a real life person mm. um, in terms of the in the building and all the and I mean, to like, you know, deal with these people. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, well, we can get into we can get into this like, yeah. No, we can get into the recap of the Q&A and all that stuff. But like, I don't know if you agree with me, but the way I look at it always with that stuff, it's like, what is the point of even being that extreme with these people? We could ask those questions. And I think Bobby would have given us the same answers than what he gave us talking about like the trade deadline and like his thought process into it. Like they're going to give us those Mm -hmm. answers anyways. It's like showing anger and like confronting him with these extreme views. Like what is that actually going to do? Because like you're not going to get a response from that. That's how also, I look at it. This well, also I, wasn't I a press conference. Point. Here's the yes, thing. This, this wasn't, wasn't yeah. a press conference. This wasn't the post-trade deadline, post-draft, let's grill them. You know, this wasn't a Congress hearing. This was like us raising money for his uh, scholarship fund and us trying to have fun with this event with people in real life. Like, no, but it's not even that. To me, it's like it's more productive for us to be critical of the team in our own space, like on sure, the podcast yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. and on the show because like – I don't understand, and I think you get more the brunt of this because you're, you know, the face of the show, and like, you know, you're the Raptors man, and it's like, and it's like, like, like I don't know what people expect from you sometimes because it's like you are critical of them, and sometimes it's like even that is not enough. No, I don't know if, it's, I don't know if it sounds like I'm just trying to defend you right now, but you know, no, sometimes no, but, it does bother me a little bit. 
I, I've had to keep it in perspective. Like the more the show grows, that like you can't really make everyone happy. Um, of course, the, of course. And you're theory. not doing a good job. You're not doing a good job if you're making everyone happy. Like that's just straight. For up. sure, for sure. Um, but I also think that like yeah, because part of it is I've seen people be like will being negative about the show on the show brings like a culture of negativity around like the players but i've also seen like will is too positive and he's like bought by rogers and mlsc who can't say anything about <laughs> or sometimes we'll have or sometimes we'll my have favorite guests. conspiracy theory by the way like <laughs> yeah, yeah, you really yeah. think ed rogers comes in the room every day and is like here's the rundown boys <laughs> no guys if the rundown seems kind of whack it's because of me okay like it's not it's not because of any it's not because of anyone named last name rogers it's actually because of me so so if the rundown is whack my bad like that's actually me um, it's just the but, funniest theory i'm sorry man. no but sometimes sometimes too it's like we have guests on who may be like more positive than you mm-hmm. and and sometimes you have to take the brunt of that too and like a, a lot of no but i've seen Yo, it happen no one's happy this year man it's crazy no. the only no, I, happy content yeah. is banter pod i'm sorry like this no, is why I, this, this pod is elite no i get it and it's like you know we're trying to keep this one a, just a mini mini banter pod today but no, I'm, I'm gonna miss you uh, i'm gonna make you miss succession man no it's ain't okay, no way man. ain't no way I, you're gonna see shiva today man. no i technically don't need to watch it right at nine but i'm just you know a little bit under the weather and you know trying to manage oh, okay, right, myself right, right. that's sorry, the more sorry, important sorry, thing right. but right, like right, um but the other thing is um the other thing too is like like we've gotten a, i've gotten a lot of emails just because we want to feedback last time about like oh are you too negative on the react con mm-hmm. and stuff and there's actually been a lot of like interesting emails and if you guys want to keep sending like feedback about that you know send it to info at we'll get to it next time i think those emails will be actually it'd be better timing to do it like after the season or something just when the mm. whole season's wrapped up get a little bit more because like, yeah, we'll have more time we'll have more time to evaluate at that time we'll have more time but it's also like <laughs> Oh God, no! But it's like no. I think those conversations are interesting because like ten months, Alex. No, I don't like. I don't want to ruin. It's like you know, like there was one email about how like oh, like Will, you should you should think about servicing the hardcore diehard fans versus the fair weather fans. Like that was one perspective that okay, people brought, right. and it's like I, I think those those per- perspectives are really interesting, and like I, I do want us to like give feedback to that because I this interaction is honestly really tough sometimes. Just because literally every fan has a certain way that they consume mm. Raptors content and that they consume your content and like how you react to things. You know what I mean? And it's like, it, it's, it's just an interesting space for me, like, like to, mm. to, to, to try to see how people feel about this stuff. And like you said, you can't make everybody happy. Like people yeah. legit operate on two separate ends of like an extreme spectrum and some are in the middle as well. And it's like, I don't know, like, like even this Bobby thing was interesting. Cause like, I feel like the general feedback, like publicly of like us announcing the event was like negative, you know, like people yeah. were just like, people were just like, man, like, you know, and, and it's, that's interesting to me too. I guess it's interesting to me. Cause like, I never really tie these things or like, I guess my life to like how the Raptors are doing. So it's like even if the Raptors were twenty games under five hundred or twenty games above five hundred, it's the same event to me. Like, whereas I think yeah. people see it differently when the Raptors are having like a terrible season. So I don't yeah, know. I mean, I think that makes you well adjusted, but I also think that like that's just a different approach to fandom. And I think for a lot of people, like this is like their their outlet, right? And people, no, I get it. I think especially when you have to express like express your thoughts instead of just like feeling your feelings mm-hmm. um, online, like you really do end up taking like one or like you know you have to come up much stronger maybe than you actually feel. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So no, I find it, I, I mean, find it interesting it, too. Like I see like media personalities still trying to maintain like positivity about this season, and to me, like I don't know, it kind of bothers me a little bit. 
like number one i'm like no but like number one i'm like you're not being honest or maybe you're just not plugged in and don't realize that like the season has been a mess but it's like but like if, if you, you don't want to feel though? happy after a game like just just no for fans like, for fans i don't care like for yeah. fans fans can feel however they feel and i always yeah. say that right they can be as negative as they want as positive as they want but like i don't know sometimes i just see certain like media personalities acting that way and i'm like i don't know huh. like you can't if you're gonna carry yourself positively during this like type of shitty season then i don't know man i don't really trust your opinions on anything mm. like sometimes you just got to be honest but anyways what were we talking about man oh yeah bobby event no tomatoes yeah were bobby event yeah no yeah, no, no tomatoes no tomatoes were thrown so where do you want to start what do you want the people to know because um, uh yeah, you, you know you, you i don't want to say you held me hostage but i was forced to do this <laughs> <laughs> Well, for, to be clear, I didn't know you were sick. Though. On Friday, it was like, yo, we have to do this, and soon. <laughs> I mean, how lo- how much longer are we gonna wait on the Bobby event? Man, this is Wednesday. This is already all right, Sunday, right? All right, let's People do listen it. to so this on the where do you, you, you want to on Monday? Where do you want to start, man? I got you. Um, uh, let's start with like the recruitment of Bobby. Okay, the recruitment. Yeah. So similar to last time, the, the, the majority of the work in terms of the organizing was not done by me. It was you, it was Elaine. And in this case, we were able to work with Trevor. Um, and yeah, like, Trevor staff and the, and the quell team. Absolutely. So they were having, they're having a food and hospitality conference. And then we were basically, I mean, like we were recruited first asked to be part of this closing. This was a closing party. Um, yes. And for people who were there, you would have noticed that there was definitely Raptor Show fans. And, and we tried to prioritize at the event. People were seated or had room at, at the bottom, you know, at the, at the I guess, whatever we call it, like event level, stage level. Oh, yeah. First off, it was uh, at Mod Club, Club, which is kind of cool. Yeah, yeah. Mod Club, now AKA yeah. Access Club. And then the Food and Hospitality Conference people were were um, upstairs in the balcony. Um, but anyways, mm-hmm. we were recruited into doing this um and then and then we 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 originally tried to get a player right we originally tried to get pascal which now that's a separate that's separate thing that's tbd um and Mm. and then and then we also you know obviously had bobby i think initially we were thinking like uh, pascal and bobby because yeah we were we were aiming a little high we were feeling ourselves we were definitely feeling Uh ourselves um and then so the recruitment of bobby begins and uh this became a whole situation this became what became known as the unblock situation oh, in the city a... <laughs> yeah Josh knew, um you know and, and anything also, we say from assist, now on by the way i, I gotta huge, say yeah, huge, yo, huge this, this man was the mvp of this he was the joe no. henderson award winner man no oh, that's disrespect man he was number one star man he oh really star. okay yeah. i thought, I thought you were the number one star to be honest but no 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 i mean like you know <laughs> like in between all this as we're planning the event like i had my panic attack went to therapy became a new man in two weeks like wow, a this lot guy, happened, this guy man. this guy wanted a john morant plan <laughs> no a lot happened during my after my panic attack i just every planning email i just said yes to everything i was just like yeah yeah we good yeah so um, and anyways so the recruitment of bobby yeah, so we're um, trying to secure Bobby. Yes. We had like yeah. conversations maybe to the side or whatever. But like for me, I was just like, you know what? Having learned from the Chris Boucher situation where we were trying to get at Chris and we talked to his manager and, and mm. you know, that kind of it goes back and forth. Versus I was just like, you know what? Screw this. I'm just going to go talk to Chris before the game. And I pitched it to him and he said yes. And now we have yes. And then you guys can work it out, right? So I was like, let's just do that. So one of those, it was after the trade deadline. Bobby was in the arena. The Raptors were playing at home. I think that was uh, the game that they lost to Utah when they when they lost the fourth quarter, thirty nine to twenty. 
Oh, yeah, that was a um, nice little collapse. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that was tough. But pregame, Bobby was doing a, a TV hit with Tim and Friends. And so I was there watching <laughs> we the TV t- We tell you the story of how we lost that one. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> we lost that interview anyways we'll save that well, for later i guess there's so uh, many layers to this well i mean let's just say that we were supposed to do that bobby interview at yeah. first but whatever it's fine it's fine it's fine yeah it's all good, Sports, it's all good. Sportsnet got the interview and it was good it's all good it's um, all good and so i'm sitting like so bobby's on the court i'm sitting like in the courtside seat like five meters away from him with a headphone in and sports that now because i wanted to hear what the questions were and also what bobby was answering and then after the the interview which was like 10 minutes the tv hit bobby walked off he dapped me up and i was like bobby you know for once i actually have something to say to you so i told him about the whole thing and i was like you know this is the event and he's like all right cool cool yeah yeah whatever let me let my people know it was like a tepid like interest but i I didn't think i had secured anything to be fair he he was he probably had a very busy stretch because you know that was literally the trade deadline um but yeah like we 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 got that part down and then um you know we so to be honest like you just never really anticipate how many hoops we kind of go through because it's just like in a typical thing like this isn't like booking no offense this isn't like booking orin you know what i mean where you like mm. walk up to orin in the media room and you're like yo orin like you free tomorrow and he's like well if i wake up in time then you know i'll come to the show <laughs> no and it's it like, doesn't deserve this man god damn <laughs> but that's true right um no the one thing like, i'm making you quit is his voice man <laughs> Yo, you're too you're way too in love with doing his voice man it's pretty no funny. that's my guy though like <laughs> you, don't, you don't understand me or have that connection Yo, that's my know, guy. only you and jeremy have that connection man holy <laughs> oh man me and Orin got the we got the st Clair resident connection yeah yeah but you're saying it's not as easy as booking orin weisfeld no because then like you know then people start to ask questions right i think it's that especially your pr's perspective it was like wait hold Mm -hmm. on why is bobby doing a food and hospitality conference Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. so there were questions we answered there yeah so so in the midst of this like yeah no in the midst of it like you know you know elaine you know trevor i think we're all having these conversations and you know i'm I'm in the midst of you know rising rising like the phoenix you know thanks to my pills and, and from therapy so then you know mm. it's um it's a couple weeks out from from the event and you know that's when that's when you know josh and i you know just have a conversation about this and it was a really productive conversation just just to clarify like why we want bobby to do this event like you know i think it was it was the charity the charity component was was important to us donating to his uh, scholarship fund, and you know I can say that you know we're still finalizing the numbers, but we're going to raise. We were able to raise a significant amount of money, which was great. But also just letting him know that even though this was attached to a food and hospitality conference, that this was going to be me and him, uh, me, me and you chatting with him about it, like about mm-hmm, his career yeah. and being able to sit down. Right? It's just the food and hospitality conference aspect of us was more a backdrop. Um, so we had a super productive conversation and again, like, you know, I don't want to like, we don't need to spill all the beans, like, you know, with respects to Josh, but like Josh was a huge help and we super appreciate that. And Josh was able to, to help push this to, to the finish line, you know, at a point when it looked like maybe it wasn't going to happen. Like, Mm -hmm. like, you know, there was a point where it felt like it wasn't going to happen. So we're able to secure, we were able to secure Bobby, um, like a couple weeks out from, from the event. And then, then that's when we were able to, to announce the event and, and figure the, the rest of the stuff out. So that was a, no, that was a huge, um, huge assist from Josh. So shouts to Absolutely. him. Absolutely. 
Yeah, no, but, then, but, then, but, then, but then it became a situation. Oh, but because, then it became a trade-off. <laughs> no, but it became a situation because, like, so um, I think uh, we make it pretty clear that these events so far that we've done, the live events, um, yeah. this is the third one that we've done, they're all kind of just me and you doing them uh, independently. And yeah, so unaffiliated with Sportsnet. Unaffiliated with Sportsnet. and. Yeah. You know, it's for a variety of reasons, and I don't think any of them are like negative or anything. I think it's just that we take the initiative to do a lot of these things, and sometimes these things yeah, just yeah, yeah. kind of happen. So, but of course, and, and also like, yeah. let's be real, like we're 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 able to have lives outside of our employer, like you know what I mean? No, of course, of yeah. course. Um, and but the other thing is like, obviously, we're looked at as as um, you know, Sportsnet personalities and things like that so when something like this happens and when a prominent person like bobby because bobby doesn't really usually do these things which is like we're which is one of the reasons why we're super appreciative yeah. of him too right for him to even you know yesterday. bobby's been here like 10 years and and if i had to reflect <laughs> on his 10 years here I oh god no no but like the, yo, Nick I, I'm, Sing, yes, no, I'm just, I'm just yo, borrowing Nick, language yo nick sing 10 years is like if you ever were to leave sports you're like yo i gotta reflect on my last like 25 years in this country man <laughs> like since oh. i came to canada but yeah oh, so man. so the other sports that my girl like yo, no. five years like i really gotta reevaluate <laughs> so um yeah i think i got that speech before i got divorced anyways um but yeah so like so so i don't know i think just like long story short for people like raptors pr has to manage kind of both of the big sports networks who have partnerships with with the raptors who have ownership Mm -hmm. with you know with the raptors and all this stuff right so and it's equal it's it's equal bell and rogers own an equal share yeah 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 yeah. so us and the other sports network and some of that trickles over into just like media and like access right like access Uh to someone like bobby so even though the event was was independent like we mentioned it's viewed by the other sports network as as a sports net thing right and because of that, well, like it, it meant that they, you know, they had to kind of give something back or take something away from us in, in this case. Yeah. Which is about as much as we should get into, I think. No, that, that's that's really about it. But the, the yeah. funniest thing was they were like, we were made aware um, that uh, the, the unblock situation. Yeah, because the conference was called the unblock conference, uh, which which, you know, Trevor and Steph hosted. But it became it became a situation. Basically, you know, Will and I were under FBI surveillance for two weeks. <laughs> I, wonder so, who, I wonder who at TSN was there to, to yeah, monitor so, the situation. Yeah, so so Will kept referring to a to a to a TSN snitch that would be there wearing a wire no nah, no somebody was, was definitely in there watching a wire man <laughs> no there was definitely I, I, yeah, I don't know like yo i don't know nobody named barksdale <laughs> no but like grange showed up so grange was the essence oh yeah grange 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 showed up like last second too like we were in the we we're in the green room at like yeah. five o'clock the show's at seven mm. and i think you just get a text with grange being like yo He's like, yo, yeah, just so you know, Bobby's going to be there at 7.45. I'm like, bro, I planned this whole event, man. Like, I have the rundown. He was trying to source me, man. <laughs> Which I was How like, did man. he know, though? How did he know? He probably talked now, to Josh. Really got all the info. No, he probably yeah, talked to Josh, so. man. But this man, this man was trying to big bro me at our own event. It's yeah, all fine. good. Shouts to Grange. You know, he showed up. Oh, um, yo, by the way, I know we keep trying to want to talk about this. But yeah. I, I remember I, I promised that there was like a stinky lunchbox story involving. Oh Grange. yeah, you didn't tell you didn't tell it last time. Yeah, on the last banter pod, and I, I got mm. sidetracked. So real quickly, since we're on the topic of Grinch, who's coming on the show on Monday? By the way, when we're going to talk about Nick Nurse again. Oh, but um, 
but yeah, so um, I, one of the days at practice, I uh, where we didn't where, where Nick wasn't asked about his future, um, we were we I, I had pulled up to practice, and um, what I usually do is I scoot down there, so I, I, will, I, I always go past Parkdale because I'm coming from the north side. And so uh, I decided to go to pick up some lunch on the way there. And one of my favorite spots in Parkdale is Logos Corner. Everyone knows Logos Corner. Oh, I went to Logos on Thursday. God damn. Oh, yeah, yeah. So it's elite, right? First off, it's like the best meal you can have in Toronto for $8, Mm -hmm. like bar none. Um, And so I I picked up my favorite beef momos, got a package. So do they pack the hot sauce for you to go when you get it to go? Like they give Uh, you some? Yeah, yeah. Well, you can just ask. I've only ever eaten there. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Well, I, yeah, so I I packed it to go because I was there at like 11.20 and practiced at 11.30. So it was just, yeah. just in time for me to pick some up. And then I got there and typically like they call practice at 11.30, but you don't really have the gym up until 12. So you're just in there. So it's one of those situations where you're just chilling. And so I'm eating my beef momos and I'm having a great time and I'm talking to Sav, I'm talking to Vivek. And then all I hear from the corner of the room is Grange being like, hey, Will, are you a... Uh, are you just eating garlic over there? <laughs> I, was like, <laughs> I was like, what? He's like, yo, did, are, are you eating garlic? And I was like, uh, no, I'm eating beef almost. He's like, man, it's, it's strong. Like the whole, the whole room smells like garlic and onions. And I was like, oh, okay. Yo, and then like, that's kind of like a that ner- strong man. No, there was like a nervous laughter. And I was like, nah, you know what? That's okay. I don't want it to be all over. He was like, yeah, it's going to be on my suit. And I was like, all right. So then I literally packed up my momos, closed it up, you know, closed up the box, closed up the aluminum foil, closed up, like tied together the bag, like air sealed that bag. <laughs> and then I waited until practice was over and we had gotten on our quotes and I'm just outside in front of the, on top of the scooter, ready to come to work for the show. And I'm just standing outside of OBO eating my last five, um, momos oh God, man. just this outside guy, no this guy big bro your momos meal man that's wild bro. yo here's the thing i always laughed about like you know i'm not laughed i mean it's 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 just kind of funny because i think that there are different levels and other issues to get to nowadays but if if you follow like essentially like asian american politics at all like there is this like trope about like stinky lunch box politics right and it's sort of like kind of like boba libs in that same way of just like kind of referencing like lighter uh, microaggressions versus like you know yeah, yeah i would yeah. say like more serious offenses right so this is this is not even a microaggression this is just kind of funny like i i totally get it uh, i'm not blaming grinch for this at all but like it was kind of like oh r- really I, I really just had like a stinky lunchbox moment like i haven't had this since i was like 10 years old i don't so, know man so, even i, I feel grinch. like no like again not trying to make this a personal thing but it's like i don't know if 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 the if the kind of if you guys were flipped in this scenario like, well, I'm like, well, yo, Grinch, you, know? you eating mortadella <laughs> over there? No, but you know what I mean, though? Like, people would take it. But, like, for me, that's a microaggression because it's like, yo. No, like, that's not a microaggression, man. Okay, no. fine. If you don't want to be associated with it, it's fine. But I'll no, say No, no, no. Grange, like, Grange, you're innocent, no. bro. Grange, you're innocent. Grange, you're innocent. Grange, you're innocent. Come, but come like, on the show Monday, please. I, I am saying, though, it's like if, if, if the situation was flipped, like, the other person would take it a certain way, whereas you didn't take it a certain way. And maybe we've been taught to not take these things a certain way because we've been on this side of things too often. So I, mean, I don't know. I don't yeah, know. Yes or no. Yes. By the way, uh, the, the Mavericks have cut it to two points, the deficit repeatedly. <laughs> how we, how and we gonna, every single time we they cut it to two. From microaggression to this, man. <laughs> Yo, every single time they, the Mavericks cut it to two, the Hawks make a bucket. Like This actually reminds me of the Raptors trying to get above the Hawks in the standings. This is every time we Hawks, win, this we lose. This is the Hawks' whole season, man. 
bro what um, is this man christian wood no and one no no foul ref anyways next time anyway, next yeah. time if you next time if you're doing the the logos logos run before you come to the office definitely oh yeah, hook, yeah. Hook you know what? Up. all right all right what's your order um just the beef momos man yeah, okay just yeah, an yeah. order of the beef momos and that's one of the few hot sauces i'll eat um really that, that yeah. hot sauce is not like it, it's not that mild like it's beautiful beautiful color on that sauce too by the way i don't know yeah, yeah. it kind of looks like spicy mayo color. yeah it's a great color no i always do the yeah. vintage we trust logos run man um, Ooh, sometimes wow. a little gus tacos um oh that's man the, that's the run there yeah Anyways. shout out to gus tacos man they're really popping off but um no, no shout out to gus um, that was my whole pandemic plan was just like i would go to gus tacos and then i play basketball at the school at like you know dufferin and bloor that's a great plan man um damn now i'm hungry <laughs> anyways um so where were we, okay where were we on this bobby uh bobby oh, live thing? show live show yeah so we booked bobby now at this point the, yeah. the on-block situation is being monitored by the other the network yeah so and, we're under heavy surveillance know, at this point and, and at this point i'm just like oh let's i want the show to be good here's the thing like it's like I, I felt like you know in the chris boucher live show like i felt like i was a little bit nervous for some reason and i felt mm. like i was like a little bit like trying to figure out how i'm supposed to present myself and what i'm supposed to say and what the structure is like it's pretty different from like doing obviously a show in the studio where i feel much more comfortable um this one i don't know if you guys remember my energy was just sky high that whole day man oh yeah, yeah yeah so you came in energy was good you know you did some stuff at breakfast television studios yeah i had like um, a whole face of makeup that day yeah during the day and then you came in you're riding real high you know meanwhile i'm like right. exhausted from like planning this event and you know i'm ready yeah. to to kind of you know put on a good show get through it and you know that was the first day that you started thinking about this um oh yeah then- <laughs> the, day, the day of i'm like let's put in like two extra segments let's send in this new video to show people let's uh no this you know, man started promoting the event past noon when the ticket link closed <laughs> like he started promoting this, the thing so heavy yeah. um it was heavy.com but no your energy was great that day you know we we get there early we're in the green room you know the hong shing oh there's a snowstorm yeah. So yeah. So we look outside at 3 p.m. like after our two to three show, and there's like it's like snowing outside. It's looking tough. But by the time we get to the venue around five six, like it cleared up. So yeah. it was cool. Like I know there was a few people who like messaged and said they couldn't make it because they were coming from out of town um, and things like that. But like most people did show up, and it was super cool. Um, mm. You know, we hang out in the green room. You know, I get the assignment to have to come up with a rap for Bobby. Um, oh yeah, I also before. made you last second. <laughs> I was like, yeah, I got some homework for you. <laughs> I changed everything last second. It was crazy. Yeah, no, it's man. all good. It's all good. And then I was pay- I was Peyton Manning in the huddle, man. No, it was well. This guy's shouting Omaha nonstop. Yeah, yeah. no, um, legit. Like, yeah, yeah. And then it was cool, man. Like, energy was good. You know, Trevor showed up. You know, Colin and the Hongshin crew was there. And you know we got to meet Beals, who was a uh, who like uh, was Beals, like man. the opening act. DJ Mensa was super cool, mm-hmm. um, and yeah, and then and then I don't know. Bobby gets there around like you know seven thirty, seven forty five. The place is pretty packed at that point, and like we go upstairs, get ready to come on stage, and then Bobby comes on stage, and then one of the things that we we played, and again, um, one of the one of the conditions was of 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 the unblock situation was, was like we could not film the segment. Which is yeah, yeah, really the main is, part of the reason why we're doing this right now. Because um, otherwise, right, I think right, we right. just drop the video. But like we, we we'd recap it anyways. But it's like we weren't allowed to to kind of film or like you know record and like play the whole interview on a podcast or something like that. Yes, but, if we could have, we would have already brought that to you. 
Um, oh, by yeah. the way, Clint, Clint Capella just scored a tip-in <laughs> after Trey Young traveled, but no one called it. And so the Mavs have the ball down to last possession. Luca drives, swings it to Christian Wood, turns down the three, drives in for a dunk, no call. And, oh, a blocking foul. Natalie Sago with the clutch late call. So one second on the line, the Hawks are up two. Christian Wood with two chances to to tie. Um, I think the Hawks have already used their challenge. So no oh, no chance God. for uh, I just, Quinn I Snyder. Need this, I need this season to be over, man. Um, yeah, yeah. This, this season sucks. I shouldn't care about this game at all. No, this season um, is tough. So, so yeah, so no no recording. But, like, when, when mm-hmm. Bobby comes on, we have a surprise video for him. And right. this was thanks to to uh clement at, at ccya you know simu showed up to the raptors facility a couple times with rico hines and and some other people um before the the all-star weekend in utah because he mm. was just getting some training in for for being in the celeb game and bobby was there and there's some footage that was captured of him just playing like pickup and like you know just draining jumpers and stuff so so we played that clip to to open for him yes by the way do they keep a box score for that game uh, for the celeb for, game? For the celeb yeah. game, yeah. So Is there a box score for most plus minus? Um, Yo, I actually want to see like what the numbers are. I want to see if Albert Pujols was wet from three. <laughs> Yo, the, the, the celebrity game is so funny, man. I just Yo, remember I'm... Simu Lu like getting... Oh my god, no. Oh, he missed a second free throw. He missed a second free so throw. So it's over? There's a tip out with 0.1 seconds left. Okay, and so there's potential change in possession. Well, they could still tip, like throw it to the, to throw it to the rim kind of thing. You know okay, what I mean? It's over. Um, it's, it's over. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's it's Jover. Um, so yeah, so we we play the Simu clip and then we just start, and that's where we start the interview. And I mean, Sophia Chu, who was there, um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I guess <laughs> she was the Twitter snitch. No, 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 she was great. Just put together like a Twitter thread of of some of the highlights from the interviews which is very useful but no i'm just looking at the rundown too that we have put together so i think you just started by asking bobby about just his journey in basketball you know him in college and then becoming a gm and things like that and i think mm-hmm. one of the more interesting things that we wanted to ask him about was was the Kawhi trade and it was one of those questions i think we we both felt like we were going to ask just for the sake of it um and not expecting him to say anything but i was surprised that bobby did open up a little bit you know yeah, well, I, our whole idea was, like, we were going to ask him two, like, not friendly questions, but, like, two, like, um, more open questions, and then one, like, more pointed question. You know, and we kind of just, like, butter him up and then, like, cut back and, and get, like, you know, key details. And so, yeah, we did. We were planning to ask him about the Kawhi thing. And I think we even teased it out top, you know, at the top where we're just like, you know, who got you started in basketball? And and then I think we we teased that we were going to ask about the Kawhi thing. And he was just like, yo, what do you guys want to know? What's one thing you guys want to ask me about? So I think he just kind of like, it was just like, yo, cut out the bullshit. Ask me the, the tougher questions. So I, we did. And we asked him the quad trade. And uh, yeah, he, he took us through. He took us through like, even just the process of sort of how the front office works, you know, like the different departments of like, um, the analytics team, the scouting team, the coaches have an input. Uh, you know, obviously Bobby and Messiah have their own thing too. And it's just like, you know, listening to sort of the, the each department talk about sort of their views on the Kawhi trade. Now that trade, obviously it's easy to say in hindsight, but like everybody was on board for it. It's kind of like rare for that to happen. Um, and yeah, no, it, it was it was cool that he like took us through that breakdown of, of sort of like, Again, like how the front office works. I think that was one of my other questions. That wasn't really a butter up question or like a hard hitting one. It's just like, how do you guys operate? Because like this is very much a team that um, 
you know, shrouds itself in secrecy in sometimes, right? So, yeah, he talked about the Kawhi trade. What else are we talking about? Uh, yeah, so I, th- I think he one of the things he meant. You asked him about just like why they were make why they made the move that they did at the trade deadline, and, uh-huh. and he talked about following like the trade deadline rumors right, right. On, on a daily basis um, and, and things like that. And I think one of the interesting things too, he talked about like try to surround yourself with this like inner circle where you're like ready for like every scenario, but also like to to block out the noise, but also not to the point where like maybe they're they aren't aware of of some things or like have blind spots and things like that because one of the interesting things i think he mentioned it to you before i mentioned it at the live show too is like he was surprised a little bit by the reaction of how people felt the raptors oh did God. the trade deadline what, what okay first off it was yeah. 0.4 seconds yeah um so <laughs> the mavs were down too but they had the ball Everyone knows the play is going to the rim. Luca throws the, a lob to JaVale McGee at the basket. Yeah. And even though he doesn't make the tip-in, the officials call uh, Clint Capella for pulling on his arm as he's shooting it, which is a great call, by the way. And so JaVale McGee now has gone to the line with a chance to either tie or force op- or, or win the game you're on the me, foul you're line. Tell, you tell me our, our eighth seed hopes is on JaVale McGee's two free throws right now. <laughs> Is this what you're telling me? Like, am, am I supposed to be like having yeah, you're a reaction right. to this? You know what? This, honestly, this is like sad shit, bro. Nah, Nick, Nick is right, man. Nick is right. <laughs> yo, Sorry, man. yo, Sorry, honestly, Nick, ab- man. abolish the play-in, man. Holy, Holy is this? Oh, wait, they're just showing me the stats here on the broadcast. <sighs> Javale McGee's on the free throws on the season, fifty-nine point five percent, and tonight he's zero for zero. He's currently is he wiping yet? his What's hand. What's going on? Okay. Oh, they're reviewing to see how much time is left on the clock. The three officials here. I'm so sick of this, man. One of them um, looks like Rex Kalamian. Um, anyway, yeah, so we, we did the event with Bobby, and I think it was like a more personal side that really came out of him. You know, I think he was pretty open about <laughs> Okay, we're just going to skip all the front about. office. <laughs> no, no, no. I, I, what, what, hold on. What other front office talk was there? Because I'm starting to forget, like, everything. It was, it was, no, it was well, a long... I'm just I'm just looking at this thread right now. I think the other thing, okay, too, gotcha. is, like, they were talking about the Tampa season, and, like, I think you were asking about how tough it is to tell the guys that they were going to tank on the season, too, right? And, and it, oh yeah, because I was, was talking about I was I was I was asking about like how much of this business is like the decision making and the recent yeah. and the information gathering and how much of it is a people business, right? Mm-hmm. And I said, mm-hmm. for example, in that Tampa season, you had to tell these like proud champions that uh, you know you are you know essentially tanking on the season. And he talked about sort of and by the way, I've seen this aggregated now on like Reddit and on Real Gem. Like I want people to be clear, nothing against Sophia at all. Like. This was not like verbatim. Like it's not like Bobby's quoted saying this kind of stuff. No. no In fact, no. I'm pretty sure Bobby didn't actually say, "How do you tell a champion to tank?" Or even if he did, the context of that conversation was sort of just like it's about a people business and sort of like again, there's some, there's some there's some paraphrasing. There's some paraphrasing here. Yeah. From yeah, from and this is not me defending. I'm just saying I'm, I'm just seeing people run wild with this because every after every loss, it's like the end of the world. Um. And but like yeah, like the idea was sort of just like, you know, how do you communicate this to them? And he was explaining from, he's like, it's difficult from the player's perspective because their, their thinking is always sort of more short, right? Their careers are shorter. Their incentives are more shorter, all that other kind of stuff. So, um, you know, that, and I think that's, that's actually pretty valuable in in this case, like, you know, um, to sort of explain that. And so, but he was just sort of explaining how they sort of went about it. Clearly they did, they did choose to tank by the way. It's not like they were like adverse to tanking because they had, they had, they were so nostalgic for 2019 that they weren't willing to change. Like, I don't think that's what happened in this situation, but regardless, like, um, JaVale McGee is going to the line for two free throws and our lives depend on it. This is wild. (laughs) Yeah. Your life, not mine, man. 
Oh man, is he shooting? What's going on, man? At least give me the full update now. I he's shooting the full the first body one. language. He bricked it. He bricked the first one. So he has to make the second one to send it to OT. Yes. Yes. Okay. Okay. Break the first one. This is JaVale. gonna what's gonna cost the Raptors their season in the play-in. Holy man! Tim Hardaway is chewing on his fingernails on the sideline. Right. Travell shoots the second one. He made it. So he we're going it. to OT. We're no, no, no. Hawks call timeout. There's still 0.4 seconds left. Okay. All and right. they had I, so they could they could advance the ball and essentially run the exact same play. You know what? I called this game over. You know, five minutes ago. So I'm not gonna make the same mistake again. Yeah. I can't believe this live update has actually become kind of jokes. Um, Anyways, if you can yeah. get focused for the podcast audience here. Okay. <laughs> yeah, the Bobby thing. God damn it. This guy invited me to watch a Mavericks Hawks Twitch stream, man. What is this? This is the worst reaction. Uh, what else is like happening? Ed right now. This guy's so unfocused. Yeah, and then like you know, like, yeah, we was- did an event with Bobby. No, Bobby, like you mentioned, Bobby, and then yeah. towards the end, you know, we wanted to do some fun stuff with with Bobby, some fun questions for him. And I think one of the things too that you pulled for him was we wanted to do this whole segment. Uh, you basically told him that, like, and I think you've told him this before that he's like he avoids answering questions and he's like a little dry in press conferences, right? So yes. you like you like talk to him about that. We were trying, so that was my last second idea was like, okay, um, there was this infamous cliff of Bobby from like the Tampa season where he like said no comment or essentially like, we're not going to get into that like five different times to five different questions. Now, to be fair, there was like, um, it was something to do with like HIPAA, is HIPAA a thing? Like, you know, it was about like health statuses about people maybe potentially having COVID or stuff like that. So he really couldn't legally comment on it. Um, so we were kind of picking on him, but like the idea was sort of like, you know, Bobby, you're pretty dry in press conferences. Um, let, let us help you get better at that. So we kind of talked about sort of the different approaches people are going to have towards press conferences. Um, they're going to overtime, by the way. They inbounded to Bogdan Bogdanovich in the corner for three. How would you? There's 0.4 seconds left. How is he going to hit a fadeaway three with enough time? No, I'm we're so time, relieved they didn't just throw time, it to the we're rim. We're timing this pod to end when this game ends, man. Holy. Um, but uh, yeah, so then, and then we, so we, we did that whole segment with him because, you know, we, we walked him through the different approaches. Like there's the Messiah approach of like, you know, anytime there's a difficult question, just start talking very glowingly about winning and just repeat, you know, the sports is about winning. Like, you know, be like, hey, Messiah, um, you traded a first round draft for Jakob Pertl. Uh, instead of tanking on the season, um, are, are you not interested in the championship? And Messiah would be like, listen, Sports is about winning. We are here working every single day because we are focused on winning. You know, that feeling of winning that we had in 2019, that is our goal and our standard. And we want to do that all the time. And he'll just talk about it and you're like, wow, this is a great quote. And then you'll just conveniently forget about the tough question you're trying to ask him. So there's that approach. We presented that to him. He kind of smiled at that. Kind of no comment on that one, which is pretty smart uh, in regards to his boss. Then we also presented him like the more Pat Riley style, like really blunt, just saying out loud, like Kareem is the goat, all that kind of stuff while he had Mm. LeBron. And then like, then there's the other approach where we, you know, we did the LeBron approach of like sort of speaking in third person, talking about the LeBron James of feet, you know what I mean? Like sort of making everything about yourself and as big as possible about yourself. So we kind of presented to him that idea. The thing is, because this 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 content piece for me was last second, I didn't actually have a question for him. So I think Bobby was just kind of like, "Okay, <laughs> like, what do you want me to do with this, man?" Yeah, no, and and then we moved on, and then we moved on to to just like 
some rapid fire questions for him. Yeah. And one of the things, cause like one of the things we were saying was like, we, we, you know, we rip on the Raptors a lot, like during our show and it's only, mm. only fair to, to, you know, for him to have a space if he wanted to rip us, rip us back. So like we did give him the space to, to talk about our, our fashion, but like he was super nice about everything. Um, like, well, the know, funniest I, thing was, so I, I actually put a lot of effort into what I was going to wear that day. Cause yeah, and I did it. <laughs> And well, first off, I don't know. Uh, yeah, I mean, I've seen you better fits than this, but this guy was just wearing black pants with a black T-shirt, a black toque, and then NBA uh, NBA Crocs, where yeah, it has every that, logo in the yeah. entire that was, in league. That was the level of respect that I wanted to give Bobby. Um, no, nah, that's crazy, man. Yeah. Meanwhile, those Crocs were free too. We literally talked about it on air. Uh, but and then I stepped in dog shit the next day that I had to wash. <laughs> Why could you just change and wear anything else other than those Crocs, even after st- stepping a dog shit? But um, I, the day, like the week before that, the the, the Pistons game, um, yeah, right. I instead of going to the arena early and going to listen to the the pregame press conferences, mm. um, which by the way, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna make that mistake anymore. I'm definitely gonna listen to every Nick Nurse press conference from now on. Um, I, yeah, I went to Eaton Center five and got a whole outfit. Well, mm. man, five's generous, but. Yeah, so I, I went to Eaton Center to get a whole outfit, and 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 I went to Uniqlo to pick up most of it. Uh, went to Foot Locker as well, and got myself a pair of uh, Nike Blazer. Yeah, hundred sixty three dollars. You did show that's, the that's, receipt. You did show right. the receipt. Um, yeah. So that's, are that, you, that hurts, man. Why do people like shoes that much? Are you a big Clo guy now? Because like I don't like Clo's been kind of my turf. <laughs> No, um, no, no, no. I just like, needed so I just needed a decent outfit to wear to this Bobby thing. We just can't be and wearing was, the same flow like on air, you know what I'm saying? So, I don't have any clothes that you have, man, unless they're yeah. free. No, like, but the but the, if we, you are if you, you have very distinct styles. You, if you're a regular vintage. if you're a regular shopper at Uniqlo though, then then we got to start divvying it up, you know what I mean? Like I mean, I suppose. Yeah, but we'll figure that out, man. Maybe maybe go back to H and M. Like it was, it was but yeah, more peaceful when we were H and Ming. Well, unfortunately, as you know, the H and M at uh, Young and Bay or uh, uh, Bay and Bloor is now closed. So what? it's closed yeah. now. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah, I am yeah, not yeah. aware of that, man. Holy, yeah, it's closed. Yeah. That was my favorite, like post work. Did they have a five percent off liquidation sale like Nordstrom? <laughs> No, I, I think they just took their inventory to the twenty-five other H and M. They literally just closed down. <laughs> Yo, they're Yo, legit closed. I think it's because I didn't go for two weeks and so you know, they had no more business. Because H and M is for like I think originally from Sweden or something. Yeah, I want to yeah, say, and yeah, it's like yeah. considered like a luxury brand over there. Like it's that's it's wild held in high esteem over there. But I mean, it's it's mostly basics, right? And it's kind of like Uniqlo. Like Uniqlo is largely basics. It's just like Asian basics or yeah. specifically Japanese. I want to say I want to say Clo clothes got the uh, got got the better quality though. Like I feel like, but Wait, I don't know which. Which one? Which one has, like oh, Uniqlo, yeah, yeah. I think has oh, has a better. No, you're throwing me out because you're just saying clothes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I've been trying to make clothes happen for the last two minutes, and I'm just so confused because I, 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 I think you're saying drop clothes. No, no, no. It's just the clothes, man. Yeah, it's the clothes. Got you, got you. Yeah, it's like the claw, um, man. Yeah, except it's well, the clothes. Uh, no, that's not gonna happen. But so you after, bought a jacket. Yeah. You bought a jacket. I believe I bought it. Yeah, I bought a jacket. I bought a, a, a t-shirt, um, and then I bought like a just like a dress shirt, kind of over. You nice. know, one of those things so I, I wore you know a combination of that to the event and then bobby was like yo after he was like he came up to me he's like yo don't worry man don't worry about what you wear man i worked that uniqlo shit too 
okay, okay, so, okay. So Uniqlo is Bobby Webster approved. Okay. Okay, it's Bobby Webster approved. Um, yeah. but I'm pretty sure he's also got like you know ten thousand dollars suits within that rotation. Yeah, I mean um, you know. No, but that's shouts to Bob, man. No, I've been I've been no calling Bob, Bob is so funny, man. <laughs> this man's Bob's Burgers. Um, no, no shouts shouts to Bob. So uh, we we also asked him. We also asked him, well, we forgot to ask him uh, while we were talking to the audience for his favorite karaoke song, but he mm. did confirm after it was, uh, he, at first it was like 90s hip hop. And then somehow we had to ask a follow-up question to like get the answer. And he's like, probably some biggie. And we're like, pick one. And he was like, juicy. So like, I guess, I guess that's his karaoke song. That's like a pretty common answer, I want to say. I wanted some yeah. heat from Bob. No, um, you know what? I, I appreciate this because there's two approaches towards karaoke, right? There's there's the approach mm. where people want to sing like, you know, Blake, uh, Blink Blink One Eighty Two, or people want to sing like Avril Lavigne, like you know what I mean, like Nickelback. Like people want to sing like that kind of, mm. um, like you want to belt out the song like Oasis or Kings of Leon, like that kind of style of karaoke. And then there's the other kind of karaoke where people actually like go there and, and try to like you know sing a little bit more, but also kind of mix in the rapping as well. So to, to know that Bobby actually, you know, is, is the second type is, is kind of cool, you know, because yeah. not, not many people are like that, you know, like, you know, a, a man like me might do both parts of numb encore, but people usually either do numb or encore, you know, and oh. he, he's more an encore type. Yeah, I do think, I do think the probability you know, of Bob me that. Mm, I do think, um, I do think the probability of us going to hitting that karaoke with Bob is is definitely shot <laughs> way up. Karaoke, goddamn, bro, are no. you okay? <laughs> <laughs> you fading, man. My God. No, I, I am. I'm definitely fading. We got 15 minutes left got um, you, of got this. You. No, but like, I definitely think us, you know, going like, you know, doing like, you know, singing Biggie juicy rapping with with Bob, like that. The percentages, the probability of that happening is shot way up. I want to say. Oh yeah, absolutely. Like, I actually think this can be. A thing that can happen and then we can just think, like never talk about it on here here's the thing like our takeaway from this event was just bobby we were nervous that he was just gonna come for 30 minutes say nothing and then leave and mm. instead he actually had a really good time and, and just hung out with everybody and met with a lot of people and it was just really cool man he was you know, taking photos with everybody it was great no no, no yeah um, yeah no i think i think we shouldn't under, we shouldn't undersell that that was a big thing like you know, you know, when, when, when executives do these type of events, like I think we're told beforehand, like, you know, there's not going to be like some kind of big, like meet and greet after like, like he's going to show up, you know, do the 30 minute interview and probably that's it. But mm -hmm. after that, we took a bit of a break before, uh, before Will and I did our own segment and, and, and then gave away a bunch of, bunch of prizes and things like that. And, and Bobby went back to, to the green room. Like, you know, he was talking to Trevor he was talking to to Elaine, talking to a bunch of people. Basically, like it was like an Asian clout chasing event, you know. Like like people were in there to 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 talk to Bobby, and and Bobby ended up hanging out. And then even when we finished our our segment at like nine fifteen nine thirty, he was still there, just hanging out, um, mm -hmm. you know, taking selfies with people, um, and and just having a good time. Uh, we had Hong Shing, like I mentioned in the green room, and I think Bobby wasn't familiar with uh, bobby was Hong like Shane's yo this game. is so good yeah and so he we literally i was like walking him through like you know hong shing i was giving the whole hong shing pitch of like, ah yeah all, yeah so we put him put him all, on the shing all the famous celebrities that eat hong shing yeah so he's shingy now and then and then <laughs> yo, you know and then on, and then mark savelle 
and then Mark Savell too, you know, huge donor at the event, huge supporter, had a uh, had a coffee kind of gift package for 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 Bobby, and mm-hmm. you know if Savell's listening, you know Bobby had such a good time that he left a bunch of stuff in the green room, including that. But it's gonna right. get delivered to him, or it's already been delivered. I don't, I don't know. Will is in charge. Yeah. Of that yeah. Well, here's the thing. The next morning, I Thursday in practice, I went to 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 the practice facility to hopefully catch up with Bobby and just say, you know, like, hey, thanks for coming through. Like, hope you had a good time. Maybe catch up. You know, a small talk, whatever. He wasn't there, um, and so I went to, but I I still had the thing. So I, I think I just left it in this, or I had somebody leave it in his office or whatever. But yeah, okay. Was, so so there's a lot gonna, of love in the building, essentially. Yeah. No, there's a lot of love, and and Bobby also confirmed that he, when he picks up his kids from school, that he'll sometimes turn on turn on the radio, mm. and and listen to us. And I guess that was a W as well for us. That's absolutely a W. What do you mean, man? Yeah. No, I took that as a W. And plus, you know, Bobby's only listening to the end of the the, the Raptor show, which is always <laughs> so more, more he's chaotic. He's the second half. <laughs> That's wild. <laughs> he's like, he's... they're talking about Dylan Brooks again? <laughs> he's like, yo, Niagara Falls again? I got another Niagara Falls item tomorrow. God damn. Um, uh... Anyways. Yeah, oh, it was so, it was it was, a, it was a great time. Um, it was a great time, and I don't want to forget like just people that just came out too. Like it's super cool again to get a yeah. chance to connect with the community, and yeah. and you know just have one on one interactions with, with so many people that showed up there. Yeah, man, Bob, like Bobby got to meet a lot of people. Like even like the 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 the, the owner of um, Patois, right? Which is he said is one yeah, of his Craig. Go-tos. Yeah, shout out to Craig. Craig. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, he was like, oh, he's like, oh, he met him. And I was like, oh, he, I was like, he's like, he, uh, he's here. He's like, I, so I brought him in, whatever. And um, actually, I don't remember how I brought him in. But the point is they met. Um, and then, yeah, the next night we were at Patois. So I, I don't yeah, know it's on the rundown. But shouts, I yeah. just want to give Craig his respect, first and foremost, man. That was a legendary meal that we had at Patois. Yeah, shouts, shouts to Craig and Ivy. And then definitely shouts to Elaine for 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 setting that up for us as well. Making sure that we, we got a table and you know Michelle Yeoh famously had a a private dinner at, at Patois that was referenced on the last banter pod with Elaine, mm, and right. Elaine told you that you were sitting at the same seat as as her. Um, yeah. but but you did get humble a few times. You know, at one point you were like, "Yo, we're eating better than Michelle Yeoh," and Elaine's like, "No, you're not. Like, you're you're absolutely not." So, um, well, here's the thing: really- the reason for that is because we we had the entire menu. Um, pretty much laid out for us. Because at first we showed up with a party of seven, we got the table, sat down, mm. all that was great. Um, and then we were all looking at the menus and it was just kind of taking too long to coordinate with seven people. And then the, the hostess was just like, do you want to just like get the get us to sort of bring you plates? And you could just- Yeah, this was like the family again. meal, basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they brought us everything, man. Like first off, Patois is like a fusion. It's Chinese yeah. Jamaican cuisine, right? So as people know that like there's, there's I mean, people, people from Toronto definitely know, but- Maybe outside of Toronto, don't understand that like there is like a sizable Chinese Jamaican community. Um, so um, yeah, like that that there is like an interesting intersection in cuisine there, right? So it'll be like chow mein, but like with like jerk chicken on it, or with jerk sauce, or something like that. Or you know, for example, they had a pineapple bun uh, burger, or they had like like a patties kind of sandwich. Like it was it was really great, um, and they had just a whole variety of stuff. But like they literally brought us like. Yeah, like honestly, we were eating like the X Man that day. Man. It was like <laughs> yeah. we had like we had like no. two salads. We had like yep. um, the, the, the jerk noodles. chicken was we out. Had, 
we had obviously rice and peas. We had cold fried obviously. chicken, the whole plate of fried burgers chicken, that we didn't even chicken, touch that we had to get to go. Jerk pork, the burgers, the the the. Uh, we no, had here's, the, the patties. Here's, yo, like, here's man. how here's how Ooh, here's how you know I'm you're sweating just thinking about no, that again, man. Here's how you know you're you're eating good too, is like at the end of the night. Like we like there was like I think seven or eight of us like we all had to get like multiple to go boxes and yes. we had to like draft items yeah, that yeah. we were gonna take home because like there was do, just do, like another do, meal do, there do, so do. so that was sick um, yeah. and yeah I don't know man but yeah what else? but yeah back to the live event thing it was just like you know it was just cool to meet everybody man and and yeah Bobby took a lot of selfies with people which was great um, we also was able to once again thanks to your ability to sort of recruit and beg like we were able to give away a lots of great giveaways yeah so, our, our big our big prize at the end was like a, a game worn OG uh, you know warm up hoodie well, which which was so cool we had a variety of stuff like we had the smaller end was like Scotty Barnes t-shirts uh, yeah, from Slam, uh, and like Slam, Slam magazine no no disrespect to Slam right but I'm no, just no, relative no. to the right we had like Mitchell Ness jerseys to give away yeah Yep. We, we had, had a lot like, of prints. I mean, like um, Tristan Halfgood brought a game day print. Absolutely. Um, and he did an illustration. He did, he did a poster for our event. And that was the first thing Bobby commented on when he came out. Because yeah. the illustration of the three of us was on the screen behind him. And he was like, yo, I, I'm going to need one of those. Um, so All we're right. definitely going to get one of those to Bobby. Uh, Drake Serial did a one-of-one print. <laughs> Uh, in frame that was give, given away and you know she brought her friend anna who who we um who i awarded number one willu stand because i know she's been a willu stand for a long time Award. so right. she got the uh she got the uh draw the north print of you on the money tree and mm. she emailed me after and told me that she's gonna get that framed and it's gonna be at, in, her, in her office so right. I, I definitely told her to take a picture of that um when it happens but yeah yeah and then saval came through with a big prize too right no, we had Zell and Zitos came through with this like unbelievable. Like it was like a twenty, at least twenty liter. Like I, it was like a five gallon, like gigantic tin of olive oil, premium olive oil, too, straight mm-hmm. from the motherland. Like that was an amazing prize, and it was bundled together with like an espresso machine. Which I, again, while I'm looking at all these things come in, I'm just like, yo, why can't I have this? Like, can I not? Drink this? <laughs> yeah. Like, oh man, yeah. We had Canada Goose bless us with a couple jackets. Yeah, we had like two Canada Goose. That's jackets. when you were like, that's when you were like, yo, we should keep some of this stuff. Yep. And I'm like, no, you can't, man. You just, you know, this is the spirit of the giveaways, man. Like, you could, you could beg for this stuff separately too. Like, we we got gift cards from Makeway, from Crocs. Yeah. Like we always try to make sure that people. No, it's amazing. Here's the thing: lots of people came out profiting, even though they they paid for the the tickets for the the thing. Yeah, yeah, no, it was great, and I think what that's the, another. Yo, thing. They called a moving screen foul. Yo, what oh, is God. this, man? The referees Still. have been horrible. Yo, it's tied yeah. one thirty in overtime. Last possession for Atlanta. They're doing a dribble handoff, or Trey Young is trying to give it to Dejounte Murray. Trey never sets himself. Kyrie's jumping the passing lane, and now they're calling a foul. So um, now I guess they're out of challenges. So Trey Young is going to go to the foul line with 1.8 seconds left um, to put the Hawks back ahead. Makes the God. first free throw here. I'm so I'm so sick of this season, man. Um, no, the plane is this... ass. There's no reason to watch this game. But no, this, yeah, this we had tons of giveaways, and the, the funny thing is, so we're giving away, and at first people were just kind of like, oh, like whatever, right? You could just hear like people want the prizes, but they know there's like there's like 20 prizes up there. Sure, yeah. When we got to like the last few where we're giving away jerseys, and of course that that uh, courtesy of Sexy Beast, like the uh, the game worn OJ Anobis uh, warm up 
sweater. Yeah. When that was made aware that that's a last item, and you were just drawing out those raffle tickets and saying the numbers, man, yeah. the crowd they were ready to they were ready to riot, man. <laughs> this is the they same as last time. Prizes, man. Well, listen, man, listen, listen. I'm one. Of, I'm, I'm one of the. I'm one of the thirstiest people in the city when it comes to free stuff. So like, I, I understand. But man, that energy is just. I don't know about you. Like, it makes me feel weird, man. Like, because at first it's like you're, you'd be like, all right, the next prize is six two six seven two five one. Right. Yeah. And then you'll you'll say it again if no one responds and, and you know, whatever, right? Or then you'll move on. Towards the end, you would say like five, two, six, two, two, one, six. And then everyone would be like, next one. Read another yeah, one. Yeah. Oh yeah. People kept saying next. Yeah. People are getting people are getting really No, like yeah, I don't know. It's like you gotta find a balance, I guess, because once you give away too much stuff, I feel like people really start like getting that riot energy. And yeah. no, shouts to Vintage We Trust too. Um, um, gave away a, a JS Park Man U oh, jersey. Oh, man. Um, Park, man. Yeah, we were. Uh, you know, I went to visit them the day after, and and yeah. you know, Josh was so hard on himself because last time he brought the Yao Ming jersey, which yeah. people freaked out about. And I'm like, and he's like, yo, I didn't, I didn't think we went as hard this time. And I'm like, yo, like considering our audience and our event, like you went too hard with the Yao Ming. Like you're never gonna top that. Like you're First actually that, never. That Yao Ming jersey would have fit Yao Ming himself. That yeah, thing yeah, yeah. Is so big. But like, you could fit two humans yeah, in that. He's no never gonna top that. Like, yeah. there's actually nothing, no jersey he can bring for mm-hmm. our event. So he it, it, he went too hard. Like that's what yeah. I told him. Like you set the but bar the, way too high. But but like this was a super crazy jersey too, right? Yeah. Even though you hate Man U, like I had to go do PR. He's like, Yo, did Will really hate that? Yeah, because <laughs> you were just hating on Man U the whole time. Well, it is um, what it is. I also said I'm a Liverpool fan, and people just booed me. So, yeah, <laughs> yeah. it was Yo, that, that kind of nice. Yeah, the giveaway energy was pretty jokes, man. But Yo, no, it was cool, man. Way, we, we Luca, got... Luca missed oh, a turnaround no. jumper. The game's over finally. Yeah, All right, it was one thirty-two to one thirty. Thank God. So we move right on. Still in ninth. Still yeah, so ninth. we move on. They've been in ninth for like eighteen days, um, <sighs> except for like three hours today, I guess. Um, no, it's cool. We met the we met a homie who just came from India like six months ago, and I actually didn't get the story of how he started listening to the pod, but he was like thrilled oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. to, to yeah, meet yeah. us. And those are the coolest stories, man. Yeah, um, man. ran into a therapist there. Um, and right, yeah, that's about it. We, no, I thought he, we, even we our revealed at the yeah. live event <laughs> that we actually are both going to therapy, and in fact, we see the same therapist. Yeah, we'll just leave it so, at that for now um yeah yeah we revealed that's that just to our therapist man when the raptors <laughs> win the championship we're gonna be like metal world peace being like thanks to, oh, shouts to our therapist no 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 that um the therapist um yeah the um, you therapist. know he slash she slash they um yeah. like uh the therapist is definitely the the number one goal um in terms of uh, a guest on on the banter pod <laughs> um because <laughs> to be clear i was my therapist first and i recommended you to this yeah, person yeah, yeah. because no, i felt legit, like it could legit, work we, well. yeah. after we talked about it last time it was super cool have a lot of people reach out privately and stuff so like uh yeah. you know he slash she slash they has yeah, has yeah. gotten a lot of references uh since then so so the the therapy mm. uh economy is booming uh, well, i've also this. recommended my brother to maybe see this this oh that's right we'll dive into your brother next time we're monitoring the george situation now. Yo, yeah we're this monitoring is, this the situation the, george this is the new situation but no just you, man no just to wrap up 
I think um I think too like thinking about next event like we we've been thinking about just being able to just record one of these live like a live pod. Yeah. Well, I think here's the thing, like, just like with the Boucher thing, or even when we did it, um, the first one for to raise money to to stop Asian hate. um, Like, we haven't really been able to, like, record and put it out to the podcast audience, right? Like, realistically, Mm -hmm. like, the people who end up showing up, they would need to A, be available, B, be able to afford it, and then C, like, be, you know, physically there, you know, to, to listen to it. And that's just not realistically our entire audience, like, you know, like, for example, Shanda, every, you know, pod, she, she writes in and writes in the emails from Cornerbrook. Like, she's not flying in, she's not flying in from Cornerbrook to, to come listen to the banter pod, no matter who we have on uh, as a guest, right? So I, I would like to be able to release some of these somehow. Um, and honestly, like, even thinking about, the, like, you know, we, we've, we've kind of talked about this ourselves, but, like, we've also been asking for, like, a fee for to, to come see it the last couple of times, right? Mm-hmm, and and mm-hmm. all three times, have all the fees have literally all been um just charitable donations on our part like we you know first we we helped chris uh, boucher's foundation this time we've helped bobby scholarship fund which by the way we found out um that this school that we're raising money for the tuition is just like obscenely absurdly expensive oh so i I, I could totally see why they need a scholarship fund like we did our best to raise a lot of money and we had hundreds of people there and i Mm -hmm. think we raised enough money to put one kid through one class for one year yeah anyways get to your point yeah um but yeah i want to do a live event where it's just like it's just us we're just chatting and you know we can kind of like keep it low enough where like everyone can come no like i've even and like and like we'll we'll discuss this but i've even talked about you know i think when we get opportunities to to collaborate with a player or you know someone related to the raptors like a bobby you know i think it's good to to set a bar where we can have a good event while raising money right whereas i think i think when it's we can also look at events where it's me and you um and whether we're charging um you know a fee you know a smaller kind of ticketed fee and you know looking to use that money somewhere or even doing just like a free pop-up where we just go record somewhere i think it'd be super cool and it's like i think at the end of the day we want to make it accessible to people and that's the most important thing man like um you know i think there is a lot of listeners to you know even the banter pod who like might find it interesting just to come by and like just have us and a guest like you know actually we do a recording and they're there and like i want to make it more interactive too right maybe like in that smaller okay. environment like more fan q a and like that stuff you know mm-hmm. what i mean Because like yeah. some of those bigger environments sometimes like it's harder like it's harder to get that all set up whereas like we're just That's in fair. a room of like a smaller group of people so anyways like we're working on a bunch of things um i think there's just interest to to keep doing this and i feel like every time we do it we, we, we're like learning we're like figuring out because because to be honest i feel like this time we did a better job than last time in in terms of like the segments and oh, things yeah. like that things just felt way more organized um and we're always taking feedback from people too so it's cool right. man uh, the only thing i'll say is man these things are exhausting though but it's um oh yeah it's, it's well worth it though it's well worth it no i think again the for me the most rewarding part is like seeing people make connections seeing people make friends you know at these kind of events meet, meeting like fellow like-minded people who obviously have a shared interest in uh you and me and the raptors um you know seeing people make connections to bobby and all that kind of stuff like that's to me like the it's not community building in that same way that you would typically hear community building, but I think it is very much one form of community building. And like the, the basketball community in Toronto is not actually that big once you really get into it. Um, but it is sort of really tight knit and you know, it, it is this, this chance where we can connect with a lot of people. And that's, that's the best part that, and also giving away prizes until, you know, they want to eat us alive. 
um, because they didn't win the OJ and LB warm up. <laughs> yeah, that, that, that cannibalism <laughs> energy is honestly wild. <laughs> like anyways that's what you guys got to come experience yeah maybe next time just know nothing and we're just recording no giveaways nothing no Um, we're gonna give away some stuff don't worry oh god damn um i can't be going back and banging these people every two months at some point they'll be like yo man how many asian initiatives are there (laughs) like i described at the event like like, they still haven't stopped asian hate man well like like i described at the event like they have literally run out of everything everywhere all at once hot dog fingers in this city it's like, all good i got three i got i got i got a pack i'm looking at right now on my yeah, desk like the pr lady literally told me like i have i have dug up the last box in this city mm. like there's no more well, so there's, there's, there's yeah. other elevation pictures <laughs> yeah, there's definitely other pictures like in elevate asians so so we'll look at that uh, um but yeah man i don't know like seasons seasons coming to an end uh soon regardless yeah um and i think i think we got the word from our boss so we're gonna be on air we're gonna be on youtube and all that stuff tv until at least like middle of the playoffs right yeah, um, yeah, yeah. i think that's the word and we'll be and doing obviously when the raptors when yeah. the raptors become that hard out we will cover the rest of the league as we did yeah last we'll do the rest well, of the so. league which i think we're excited about and then i think we're still doing our daily radio commitments until through the end of the finals and then after the finals end, that's when we're we go kind of pod only, and that's when I think we're going to be able to to do more of these, more more kind of banter pods. Um, and yeah, we know, want to have more interviews of the banter pods because I feel like the ones that we did with Trevor and Elaine were pretty effective. Yeah, yeah, so. we're definitely we definitely have an interview list, and I, I think we're going to try to get to Andy Lou and Joe Cash next on in terms of the banter pod interview series yo we should raise money next time to fly in andy lou <laughs> we got the we got the rice god and the riz god yo andy lou is legit one of the best people in media uh, he's just so funny yo, you, you know what i said I, I i love just sending alex just screenshots of whichever k-pop star andy lou is retweeted man. yo nowhere else you're gonna get a tl of just like him in new york chinatown drinking vodka rt and k-pop people shitting on the warriors like it's just so funny man last night he was like oh man this new cba adam silver is not gonna quit until the nba's a uh, comedy Communism. I was like, oh my god. And then he's like, retweet Korean symbols. <laughs> Yo, Andy was a legend. Oh, Obviously Joe Cash. And then we'll we'll keep running through like listener questions, um, you know, React Pod emails and stuff. You guys want to email yeah. us, um, info at stevenlebron.com. No, nah, man, I think this summer, like, you know, we do all these interviews. We don't even need all these pods to be like four hours and stuff. I think sometimes if we do no, like no. Even ones like this just to catch up. I think like yeah. I think me and you would both want to keep the keep the pod feed going in the summer and stuff. No, especially when we have more freedom. Yeah, it's a different energy, man. Like no, like obviously there's like the Daily Show and the Raptors and like whatever, but there's just like a different energy, honestly, when we do these banter pods. Like I know a lot of people enjoy them more. Like uh, to be honest, even for me, I'm starting to enjoy them more. I mean, I enjoy all of it. You know what I mean? But like, no, I'm glad, man. Cool. I'm glad. This yeah. is like this is like the most chill format. And, you know, we, we get up to more stuff in the summer anyway. So there's hopefully yeah. slightly more stuff to, like, talk about. Yeah. Because, like, our lives are whatever during the season. Yeah. All right, man. And, uh, that's it, man. We're, we're done. Uh, it is, like, uh, 10 seconds before uh, it's time for you to watch uh, Shiva and Kendall. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So By the way, when gonna, you start watching, I am Kendall Roy, man. 
Like just you'll okay. you'll you'll get it. Yeah. This guy told me this after drinking the entire <laughs> night at Patois. <laughs> he just randomly tells me after our tenth hour of hanging out that you're Kendall Roy. I'm like, I I don't know. No, what you'll that means. trust me. You're gonna get it, man. When when you watch okay. it, you'll get it. <laughs> all right. Well, thanks all for listening. Thanks to Bobby. Thanks to Quell. Thanks to Trevor, Steph. Shosa, by the way, Shosa, Drew, and Jeremy, Shosa, too, the photographers. Shosa, Shosa Drew, and Jeremy. Drew, and Jeremy. Shosa, Savelle. Shosa, Rob. Shosa, yep. Brenda. So many people who, who were gracious enough to make separately individual event, donations. Man. It was a great event, and we want to see want to see more people there, man. Like, yep. come through. Come through next time. Uh, we'll have something soon. So, shouts to everyone. All right. Rate, review, subscribe, and uh, listen to the Nick Nurse Talk again tomorrow morning. Bye.